Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease and Childhood. Welcome to the May Atoms. In deference to the equivocal, a common, if not universal, human phenotype is the need for an answer. Ideally, a definitive dichotomous one, a yes-no, with no shades of grey. I don't take sides on this, nor am I being deliberately Machiavellian. Conclusive findings feel reassuring, but shouldn't one also celebrate negative studies with equal gusto? Studies showing no discernible difference have arguably more public health effect than positives. Protection from potential harm further down the line that the positive, inverted commas, RCT hasn't shown. Economic investment in the usually more expensive new treatment to name but two. Whatever it says in the brochure, all that really matters is that the study has been done well and that the results are generalisable. Here I rest my case. COVID-19 and age. I think we can reasonably assert that we know a little bit more about this virus than we did a year ago. However, there are still so many gaps, one of which is the only partly resolved issue of the relative susceptibility of children and adults. The review by Petra Zimmerman and Nigel Curtis take answers to these questions to a new level. I can't do this justice in a few lines, but the arguments for the vascular vulnerability in adults related to age and tobacco and immune function, interfere on antibody prevalence, CMV positivity, T and B cell differences, goes a long way to explain the now quite familiar epidemiology. This is essential reading. Emergency medicine, abuse and radiology. Two linked studies by Catherine Glenn and Helen Daly and colleagues examine adherence to guidance on CT brain imaging in infants with possible suspected physical abuse. The studies, both retrospective and based on routinely collected data, were concordant. Rates of detection of abnormal radiological signs with implications, clinical and legal, in the most susceptible group, young infants 0-6 months, those with head swelling, bruising or neurological signs were high at 84 and 53% respectively. The yield was much lower in older children with no risk signs. The advantages of CT are largely practical, available 24-7 in most hospitals, quick enough minutes to avoid sedation or anaesthesia. The disadvantages are well-known irradiation. Here again, the authors generally agree. Despite the low yield in older children, it might be reasonable to wear up an immediate CT against an interval sievert-free MR two to five days later in older children without signs. Preparation. In suspected paediatric sepsis, time to intervention linked to familiarity with the environment or priming, both physical and collegiate, is a strong negative predictor of outcome. In theory, repetition of simulation should help, but literature endorsing this is scarce. Ben McNaughton and colleagues randomised a group of medical students and nurses to priming or not before a series of mannequin-based scenarios. Though the primed group participants did not feel they were helped by their training, they performed significantly better in the key indices, including time to IV access, administration of antibiotics and request for help from a senior. Status epilepticus, choice of second-line drug. Child or young adult arise in the PED, in convulsive status epilepticus, CSE. 
She receives your departmental guideline, benzodiazepine of choice, usually midazolam or lorazepam, but continues to fit. What next? The last three years has seen a mushrooming of RCTs examining relative effects of levetiracetam against phenytoin and valprate, the newer and older kids on the block. The individual results have been tantalisingly equivocal, differences in either direction, none alone conclusive, and few of sufficient size to alone or to one's practice. Most of us, perhaps a little inflexibly, have taken a better the devil you know, whichever that is, stance. Colin Powell and colleagues' systematic review and meta-analysis take us a step closer to an answer, or at least providing justification for your own choice. They used primary outcomes of time to seizure cessation and adverse events. The whole group analysis showed a small advantage in convulsive status epilepticus to levetiracetam. But after a sensitivity analysis in which a study strongly favouring levetiracetam or Kepra was removed, differences were minimal. Adverse events were fewer, but not significantly so. So it feels as if choice will come down, in part, to pragmatism. LVT, levetiracetam, is easier to draw up, doesn't require a pump to infuse, and is quicker. Is this sufficient, or do we accept there may simply not be enough data to call this one? After all, life can't always be dichotomised. Thanks for listening this time. Look forward to seeing you again next month. Be sure to check out website on adc.bmj.com. Bye for now.